Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and on today's episode, I have Kenny with Oriole Landscaping, local hey. from Midlothian. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good, good. So this is uh, a peer and mentor in a lot of ways of mine. Uh, Kenny is is local to my area, and he I, I've seen his trucks and trailers everywhere for years. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this must be a decent size operation here. And, uh, you know, I, I, I saw you on social media and th- the first time you, I had ever connected with you, you actually connected with me. And uh, I, I, I think I was coming back from the GIE or something and my trailer, I dropped my trailer off for whatever I need to drop it off for. And I, you know, we always try to find a way to utilize downtime, right? I'm like, well, I'm not going to be here for a few days and this trailer needs to, whatever needs to be done in inspection or who knows what. So I'm like, I might as well drop it off now and then pick it up that, you know, when I get back so I can hit the ground running the neck, like literally the next day. And I remember you uh, messaged me or something because I, I must have posted that on Instagram. And you, yeah, messaged, I think you posted that you just got back from, from the GIE. Uh, GIE yeah, I was getting ready, ready to go back to work. Uh, yeah, like, hey, I know that place. Yeah, that's funny. So that's that's I think that's where where it all started. At least like of a, of us actually connecting, you know, on social media. That's what's so awesome about social media. Because I mean, I don't know. There's so many other people I've met locally. I don't know if we would have ever you and these other people, if we would have ever really connected unless we just happened to bump into each other at a gas station or Home Depot or Walmart or whatever, you know what I mean? And the chances of that are very slim nowadays Oh yeah, because we're just all hustling and bustling. So social media, I think has been a really, you know, obviously has its cons too, but I think some of the pros of social media is how it really can connect you um, because it just kind of fills in that gap. You just see, and you're like, wait a minute, that person's local or I know I recognize that. And then it kind of makes you almost intentionally want to reach out to that person where before you might've just seen them in passing, might've waved and that's about it. You never even really spoke anything. So I'm, I'm really glad, you know, you, you reached out and I'm really glad that we were able to connect. And, uh, that was probably a couple of years ago now, right? Yeah. Or, or I think it was maybe before COVID. More, yeah, it was definitely before COVID. So maybe it was like a few years ago, not yeah. a couple of years ago. So, um, and we're here in your shop shop, um, upstairs downstairs you got a nice nice size shop going on here and uh it's you've got a nice size operation so yeah and i've gotten to know you over the years obviously um i get to i know i find out more and more and learn more and more and, and your business is still growing yep um and you've been very helpful and instrumental to just giving me advice and asking me questions and and you know hey what do you do about this or what are you doing about that and um just coming together, all of us, you know, dealing with army worms and all yep. kinds oh, of yeah. stuff, you know? That. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and get everybody up to speed that's listening? Um, I, I actually know for a fact, there's a bunch of people that I know that aren't here locally, but I know them from social media and I've talked to them in person or whatever. And they, they know who you are from social media. Oh, really? Yeah. Because they just like follow you on Instagram, oh, you know, like there's so many lawn and landscapers. You just, I don't know, you know how the algorithms work. You're searching something or you click on a, a hashtag or whatever it is. And all of a sudden, you know, you see a bunch of people and the, and then, and then you see local people and then you get, you get pumped about that. But even not, you're just following Instagram accounts. Like, Oh, it's a cool account. It's a cool account. So yeah, it's really awesome how that overlaps like that. So a lot of people I know that aren't local know you <laughs> just through Instagram. I would never guess that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's Kenny. Like, oh yeah, I know that guy. I mean, I, I, you know, I follow that, follow him. They don't know you, but you know, they, they follow, follow you and stuff. So it, it that's again, what I'm saying, how crazy social media is and, and how it's cool that it connects people. So 
enough of my jibber jabber in here. I'm getting all excited, I guess. Getting my, uh, I haven't podcasted in a little while, I feel like. So I have to get the dust off the cobwebs here. I've got so many episodes in the backlog that I haven't really recorded as much. Um, so I have to get back in the flow. So why don't you go ahead and tell everybody your origin story, let everybody know who you are and, and how you got to this point and, and how you started, because you definitely didn't start off with this big shop and all these, I mean, I could barely even park in here. There's so many <laughs> trucks and trailers everywhere. Yeah. We're definitely outgrowing it, but I need more space. Yeah. Um, but now my name is Kenny. Um, I own Oriole. <clears throat> I started just out of high school, uh, back in 06, you know, I had a full-time job working for a local nursery, uh, Three days, four days a week, pay the bills. And I was cutting grass the other days of the week, just trying to make ends meet until it just got to the point where, you know, long cutting was starting to take over. And I decided to, you know, make that jump. And I think 10 years, uh, May this year will be 10 years since I made that jump. Wow. To full time. 10 years. Congratulations. Thank you. So, but Seems like forever because of the growth and everything. You know, like, oh, yeah, like time does. flies, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. And one of the biggest things, you know, is just, helping each other out on a day-to-day basis. Uh, last year when we had the army worms, for instance, Nero was working for a chemical. He came by, he called me and said, Hey, do you know I can get this chemical? I'm like, well, actually, yeah, I got a little extra at my shop that I don't need that I bought in a panic. And, yeah. you know, I was more than happy to help him out. And, you know, we can bo- do that with each other. Yeah. You know, I, I think the nice thing about social media and it's bringing the landscapers together, like you always say, is a lot of landscapers, a lot of business owners look at each other's competition as the enemy. And it shouldn't be that way. You know, you shouldn't have to be thinking that the other guy cutting grass down the street is the guy that you hate. You know, it should be your friend, somebody you want to work with. Because at the end of the day, we're all here for the same thing. You know, if, you know, we can help each other out, get our prices where they need to be, you know, help keep the market from being so cutthroat with everything, especially right now with expenses through the roof. I mean, you look at everything, fertilizer's up, labor's definitely up, lawnmower prices are up to buy a new mower, Fuel is the big one. I mean, everybody's looking at fuel every single day, especially when you have multiple trucks on the road. You know, what can you save money or what can you do to help? So, you know, using your competitors, like you have a job across town, you know, it's not new any of my properties, but I know so-and-so's got one, you know, call them. Like, hey, can you take a property on your side of town? I don't want to go there because fuel's too expensive. It'll cost me more to get there than it is to cut the grass. You know, you got to help each other out and work together in that aspect. Yeah, for sure. And, and one of the things when you talk about working together that I just popped in my, my mind too is now that I've gotten to know a lot of folks, uh, other like contractors locally, um, there'll be a lot of things that'll happen just like I'll, I'll get a phone call or a neighbor will come come out like when I'm out on the job to, and they'll, they'll ask me for a quote or something. And I know that their yard is being taken care of either by you or someone else or by someone, period. So I like start asking them questions because like the last thing I want to do is be involved in that mess. Like, I don't know what's going on there, why they're asking me that. But like, clearly you have someone taking care of your property. So unless that company or that person really like screwed up or something like, you know, like they just stopped like coming and never, you know what I mean? Like just obviously I'm sure you've gotten plenty of that, you oh, know, yeah. oh, my lawn guy just stopped showing up, doesn't yeah. return calls. You're like, all right, well, here's our quote. You know, I mean that that's that person's fault. You know what I mean? There's nothing you do about that. I mean, we're all in, in business to be in business. Right. right. So yeah. if, if, if you, if someone drops the ball and they just stop, you know, I mean, there's no business anymore. So, so you're, but, but it's different than when someone, 
is currently servicing their property. And for whatever reason, they're now they're trying to play these games and they want to, you know, get a quote from you, or maybe they're trying to find a cheaper price or whatever. But I'm all about, I'm not all about that life. I'm all about like contacting, you know, you, and I know I've done that in the past, like, Hey, what, you know, what's going on with such, with, I would, I probably would know the person's name too, but I'm like, at least the address, you know, like what's going on with this guy or this, this property? Like, I don't want to, you know, be down with that, you know, and you, you'll take care of it. I know other people in our area, the same thing. And I, and I'm like, Hey, some, someone's asked me for a quote, like, what do you want me to do? Like, you know, like I I could just like say no, or, you know, give them a a high price or what. And they're like, no, just go ahead, man. Just, just take them. I don't don't care. I'm just like, are you sure? That's probably a bad sign. Yeah. That's somebody you don't want. Yeah, exactly. If you're trying to get rid of this person, I probably don't want them anyway. So, but, but again, that's just, you know, the evolution of, of how we can help each other out. Like, yeah, you, you probably don't want them. Like he probably could have told me that, but I, I read between the lines anyway, you know? So, but that's just another way of how we can help each other and work with each other on that kind of stuff. So we're not stepping on each other's toes. We're looking out for each other. Um, I'm trying to think of some other examples where I just try to give people a heads up, you know, like, Hey, such and such is asking about this, or they were complaining about that, or I don't know what the heck happened with this or whatever, you know, like were your guys out so-and-so, um, and, but I'm not over here like trying to like tattletale. Like it's like when someone brings it to me and I'm just like trying to look out. So I think that's another benefit to us all connecting and helping each other out, um, in that sense. But I want to double back because you're being extremely modest and we're on a podcast and nobody has any idea because they're just listening unless they follow you on Instagram. And even still, that is a fraction of what you is, what is actually visually going on here and, and the size of your business. <laughs> like uh, no, no one has a clue. Like let, let's just start with the basics here. How many crews do you have? Right now we have six crews, six <laughs> crews. And that's divided by hardscaping and lawn maintenance, right? Yeah. Hardscaping, lawn maintenance. And then we have enhancement. Enhancement. What's what's that mean? So enhancements, they're the softscapes guys. You know, they do the mulching, the pruning, the planting. Uh, sometimes they do grading. You know, they help out in between. Uh, they go to a lot of the 12-month contract customers' houses. When it's not long cutting and it's doing something different, they go there. We try to piece everything together so that the same guys do the same task every day. And the reason we do that is to keep confusion down, for one. For two, if you do something day in and day in, day out, you're going to get fast at it. And so in order to get all the properties cut on a day-to-day basis, if you got the same guy cutting grass, he's going to be good at it. He's going to be able to fly through that route by the end of the week. And so that's the method we've been going on. And it's been working for us. Um, you know, you always get the guys that don't show up every now and then. You got to flip somebody to a different crew or something. You get that. But if you keep your core guys, the drivers, or at least the first two main guys on each crew the same, it goes pretty quick and it's pretty easy. Um, one of my crew readers, he was with me for 12 years. He knew every single property we ever had because there would be days where, you know, a driver didn't show up or somebody didn't come in or somebody was out sick and I could give him a route book and he'd run just as fast as he runs his Monday through Friday if his normal route. So, I mean, it's stuff like that. You just have the guys do the same thing. The enhancement guys, you know, they can put down mulch like nobody's business and it is smooth as can be because, you know, by this time of the year, they've already gotten a thousand yards under their belt. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you know, they know what they're doing. They've had the plenty of practice and they can do it. Yeah. So, How many trucks do you have? Oh, too many. <laughs> uh, we have on the landscaping side, we have nine trucks right now. And then we have a hauling company, 
which is a different name. It's called Oriole Holland, which you guys are probably seeing on Instagram as well. We have which one is truck on that. new, yep, right? It's about a two-year-old company. Uh, we got into it by accident. You know, everybody asks, what made you get into it? <laughs> we bought the truck to move our materials for our guys. And we just started getting phone calls from people. Hey, I need to run a dumpster. I need to run a dumpster. And so it got to the point where I had so many competitors calling me. I didn't want to set a dumpster in front of their house, in front of their customer's house. I said, Oreo Landscaping on it. So I was like, let's do a different name, a spinoff. So we did Oreo Hauling. So we pull up. You know, They may not know we do landscaping, but the guy who ran the dumpster knows we do landscaping, but they ain't coming, cutting into his business. Yeah. And I know off the top of my head right now, I got three competitors in Richmond. They got an Oreo Hauling dumpster sitting <laughs> in front of their job site. <laughs> so it's funny nice. how it works out. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's like a gentleman's agreement too, right? You're like, yeah. all right, look, I'm just dropping this off. I'm not going to do any landscape. I'm not going to try yeah. and take your business. It's all good. You I know. got plenty of stuff. Yeah, I ain't trying to advertise. Well, I'm just trying right. to set a dumpster on, help them get their materials off the job site quicker. And it's helping you. You're getting some money too. So yeah, it's helping it pay for all that stuff. You know, basically you're dumping all your stuff for free and getting your trucks paid and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, that's, that's, that's a whole nother, a whole nother rabbit hole there. Um, how many trailers do you have? Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I have to count that. Probably 10 or 12 of them. But we all have them decked out specially for each crew. Yeah. Like the hardscaping crews, they have their own. Um, they've got the big ones. We've had a special order of those, um, which I've actually, when we built them, I followed Andy Mulder. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Andy. Good old Andy. He does a great podcast. You know, I must have watched his YouTube channel and he walked through his chair about a hundred times when we built yeah. ours. Yeah. Good ideas. And we changed it. So it fed our guys, you know, the way we do, do things. Everybody's different. We've got... Uh, three long maintenance trailers, and those are basically got the weed eater racks in them, the blowers, trash cans, and the mowers, and each one's decked out, and we number each one. So that way, if somebody takes a weed eater off somebody else's truck, we know it, because it's numbered to a different truck. Um, and then just the open and the equipment trailers. I mean, the deck over ones for hauling equipment, we have two of those. Uh, we've got a tilt deck for either hauling a skid steer or a ditch with chong. It helps. Uh, even the buggy. I mean, we have a little Georgia buggy that we can haul with the ditch witch, put them on the same trailer, you know, get more equipment to a job site easier. Uh, this year we just built a new trailer for the irrigation crew. We'll fit all the attachments for the ditch witch so they can go out. They have their trencher, they have the forks, they've got the power rig, they got the bucket and they got the actual machine with the mats and then they have a tool rack. So all their stuff's on that one trailer. Uh, whenever they go somewhere, they got everything. There's no more going to a job site. Oh, I forgot the trencher today. Oh, I forgot the power rig. Oh, I forgot the bucket. Mm. It's always on the trailer. It stays on the trailer. It never comes off unless we're servicing it. And it just keeps life a whole lot simple on it. Yeah. And you um, you install pools too, right? Just, we just we to... do all the pavers around the pools. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, we don't put the actual shells in the ground. Okay. So you do all the hardscaping around the pools. Yeah. Gotcha. So Maybe. like the pool guys can just do the pools and then you, you come in and, and make everything look beautiful around it, right? Yeah. Basically, the pool guys go in, they set their shells, fill it with water, plumb it in put the electrical hook up to it and then we come in make everything nice and pretty we put the coping in do the pavers around it and grade it sod it irrigate it whatever the homeowner wants in different packages gotcha yeah i wasn't sure about that because i know i've definitely seen you guys all over halsey which is a popular neighborhood in our area for those that that don't know our, our area and i'll see your trucks and trailers just sitting out there sitting like at a job site for for many days at a time yep. you know chipping oh, yeah. away at stuff so um 
everybody was going crazy with the pools last year for sure. The last two years, probably. I mean, they probably booked them two years ago, and they're finally just yeah, getting them installed. Getting... You know, it's been a craze with uh, explosive outdoor scapes. Period. You know, whether it's cutting the grass, putting in landscaping, put in pools, hardscaping, patios, all this stuff. Everyone's just really decks. You know, everyone's just really uh, going for it because of COVID. I guess you know, everyone yeah. really wants to. They they were stuck home, so they might as well just beautify it as best they can so um uh, what about your equipment so like you're t- named a whole bunch of different things like skid steers and things like that um do you own all of them or do you still rent did you ever rent and we rented back in the very beginning um but we try to buy everything that we can buy that we're going to use if it's something we use one time a year we're going to rent it mm-hmm. um an excavator for instance i mean that thing probably goes to a job site maybe once every other month but then we use it around the office for unloading trucks or loading materials and stuff like that even more. Mm. So it came to the side, well, well, instead of renting it, let's just keep it. We'll keep it at the office. Sometimes we take it out to other properties, um, use it, especially if we have like a burn pile going. We'll bring it out there. And so that way we have a controlled burn going, keeps the counties happy, mm-hmm. you know, keeps firefighters happy if the wind picks up or something because we can put the fires out. Right. So just different things like that. Um, the skid steers, you know, they're the same thing. They probably go out every other week. I try to get the equipment back as much as possible so we can service it and check it. The mini skid steers are the ditch witches, which everybody growing in popularity. I've got one I probably don't see, but twice a year. <laughs> and that's doing <laughs> oil change. I mean, it goes from job to job. You know, we have another one that comes back every night with the irrigation guys. So, I mean, it's they're just different. You know? Yeah. You got to, every business is different. You got to see what equipment you need for that business and work that equipment. You know, if it sits around more than you use it, it's not really paying for itself. You need to get rid of it and buy something that you're going to use day in, day out and pay for it. Yeah. Makes sense. And so we're upstairs from the shop downstairs. So two parts to this question. So we're upstairs in basically like an apartment that you built above the shop. Yep. And that was for? Uh, for snow removal. Um, so during snow, you know, it's, it's chaos in Richmond. Richmond doesn't get a lot of snow. As you know, everybody freaks out about it. Right. So we built a bunk room and a bathroom and lounge area. So when the snow does hit, the guys can come to the shop before the snowstorm. They can relax. They get the trucks ready. They get the books. You know, they can hang out. They go out, you know, and sometimes they're out for a couple of days straight. So they'll go out to uh, do the jobs, maybe work 20 hours and say, hey, I need a nap. But my house is too far away. They come back. They sleep in one of the bunks, you know, get a couple hours of sleep and go right back to work. You know, we buy them breakfast, buy them dinner. So it just kind of keeps everybody together. And plus it builds camaraderie between the guys, you know. I mean, we got guys act like brothers to each other, you know. Yeah. It just, it's what's good about a crew and keeps them happy and has fun with them. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I have heard that before, um, for sure. Um, but I, I haven't, it, it's not. I haven't seen it or I haven't seen it, but I also haven't heard of it as much or as common. But I, I definitely know that when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I have heard that before. I think that's a very uh, cool thing, interesting concept. Um, and it probably is more common. There's just not a lot of people talking about it on social media, you know, yeah. but um, but that's that it's again, you know, making your, your team happy and, and uh, building that that culture overall, I think, and, and just making people's jobs easier if they have a place to come and crash or whatever they're not, and, you know, makes it real difficult when you're like working out of a storage facility or things yeah. like that. But again, we all start somewhere. So before we go to that rabbit hole too, downstairs, you have a nice shop down there. It's pretty sizable. You got a lot of stuff, a lot of equipment, a lot of re- 
like equipment to repair things as well as a lot of equipment period um that you also keep down in there like like out of season stuff or off season things you have like lifts for your trucks so you can just yep. do your own mechanical maintenance like yeah we try to service everything in house you know just save the money where you can right you know, taking a truck to the mechanic sometimes it sits there for two or three days that means you're down two or three days on a truck and it could be something simple like a brake job or just something something small and it's just a lot easier to have it here be able to pull the truck in lift it up do the brakes or do whatever you got to do fix the tire and get the truck back out and working because at the end of the day the more miles and the more days those trucks are on the road for you the more money you're going to make and that's how we look at it all yeah so going down the next rabbit hole what's the evolution of all this what did that what did the evolution of all this look like like Clearly, you didn't just start off with this. So, no, so no. ten years ago, what, how did how did it start? Were you in, in your garage storage? Yeah. What? How can you save more time and make more money in your lawn care business? Easy by becoming more efficient. So, how do you create more efficiency? Well, it starts with building a profitable service area, and then being able to pre-qualify your leads based on that area. Creating efficiency for your business is why my service area was built. My Service Area is a simple website tool that will filter out unprofitable inquiries based on their address from the map you designed in My Service Area. So what does this mean for you? No more wasting time responding to website inquiries that wouldn't be profitable. Instead, you'll be saving time, running dense routes, and making more money. Think of My Service Area as your website secretary. Except we don't eat, drink, sleep, or call in sick. We run 24-7 filtering out unprofitable leads for your business. My service area is so simple, yet so valuable. And the best part? You can get started for free. Just visit MyServiceArea.com now and create your free account today. Kohler introduces an industry-first 300-hour oil change kit. The innovative oil change kit includes new Kohler Pro 10W50 Full Synthetic Oil and Kohler Pro Extended Life Oil Filter, which when paired together, triple the oil change interval in Kohler gas engines from 100 hours to 300 hours. You can reduce your annual oil change costs by up to 50% while improving equipment uptime and productivity. Kohler Pro 10W50 oil is engineered for increased wear protection under extreme operating conditions. Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits are available for most Kohler engines. Contact your local Kohler authorized dealer to learn more about Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. Ten years ago, I was still living in my parents' house, <laughs> um, but I had my equipment paid for. You know, my parents helped me out a lot when I was growing the business. You know, they knew that I didn't want to be there, but you know, instead of spending money on rent at an apartment, they were charging me a lesser rate to live there, and so I could grow the business, um, which was one benefit. And we had two trucks the day I quit selling states. I had one truck just out cutting grass two or three days a week, and I'm doing projects two or three days a week. And I had my own truck where I could help haul extra material job sites or go meet customers while the guys were out cutting. And that was basically the, you know, the way to be the most efficient. You know, you got one crew out just doing their thing. You can help them from time to time, but you also have your same time 
to go and sell more jobs. Um, and then quickly, you know, we did that for a while. And then when we got too busy to handle on one crew, we divided into two crews where we had one crew doing projects four days a week and the other crew cutting grass four days a week. And I think that lasted for about three months. And then they both had to go back to five days a week because we had so much stuff come in. Yeah. We just couldn't keep up with it. So, so then what, what, so you went from, from your parents' house to what, to what, like how, what were I the steps a, to get to here? I had a small office. I was renting with a, another landscaper a few miles down the road by the mall. Um, and that we stayed there for about, six or seven years and I outgrew it. I needed more space and I was getting tired of renting. Um, so I found this piece of land that this office is on and it was from somebody. She was just trying to unload it and they had, they had trashed it for a while. Um, so we got it at a good price. We cleared it ourselves, took our time. We designed the office to fit our needs of what we needed at the time. And so, you know, we found a builder, built it and, when our lease was up at the old place, we moved in here and we've just been continually growing. I mean, if you guys always come by, you know, you always see there's a pile of dirt somewhere or there's something else going on. You know, we're constantly adding, trying to be more efficient. Uh, one of the biggest things we did when we moved into this office was set up a fuel island for the trucks. Mm. You know, we got fuel tanks out there. Um, we got a local distributor. He comes once a week. He fills up our tanks. He just bills us for what we take. Um, every night, the guys come in. They'll fuel a truck up. On our bigger trucks, they got the bigger tanks. They take a little while. So instead of, you know, two or three guys standing on a gas pump waiting for it to fill up, you fill it up before they come in, and you fill it up after they leave, or have one guy stay. And it just makes life a whole lot more efficient. And sometimes you save some money on it, too, because you're buying so much fuel, they give you discounts on it. For sure, so yeah. It's just the efficiency factor when we built is what we looked at the most. Yeah, I've heard that about the fuel pumps. That that seems to be the way to go when you when you start to get to a certain level, um, where, where you're you know you're just you're wasting so much time and money getting gas everywhere. I mean, just yep. in payroll and you know, guys. Oh, well, let me go get something out. That you know, get some snacks and this and that. And it's just it ends up just becoming a, a like a, a big a whole big time suck. You know, yeah. it's just like killing your payroll. But if they're here on property, they're less likely to do that. And you can control it more. Have just having like, you know, one guy do it before or after and all that. Obviously still getting paid, whatever. Like it's, it's a lot easier than just having the whole crew sitting there at the pump, you know, while they're just pumping and all that first thing in the morning. And then, like I said, wandering around and getting this and that. So yeah, I, I've, I've heard that becoming a new trend um, of people doing that to, to really just one more efficiency, right? That's, yeah. I can imagine that's a major inefficiency if you uh, have a lot of trucks, you know, that, that are going out every day and, and, and you're dealing with the whole gas station thing. That's, but not everyone has the ability, I guess, probably also to uh, install something like that. So you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. And when we switched to it, we figured it out that each cut crew could cut an extra one or two houses a day by not going to the fuel station. Because when they'd pull up to the fuel station, they'd all sit in the truck, wait for the pump to open up, pull up to the pump, pump the gas. Then they'd pull the truck around parking, all three of them walk in and go get fuel. So, you know, a 15, 20 minute stop turned into an hour. You get two houses on the same street side by side. You can cut both of them in that hour. Yeah. So it helps increase efficiency and brings in more revenue at the end of the day. For sure, man. How, how did you get this wise in such a short amount of time? Just talking with people, you know, and just, you know, I kind of got a knack for uh, thinking too much. <laughs> and so uh, when I drove a truck for Southern States before I jumped full in the landscaping, you know, I'd have a lot of 4 a.m. mornings where I'd have to go to the mountains or go to the beach. 
you know, that's when I did most of my best thinking was, you know, behind the wheel at night. It was kind of easy. And, you know, you could think of different ideas to save money or be more efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at one point where we were selling our leaves <laughs> to make money. So instead of paying to dump our leaf trough, somebody was paying us, you know, $15, 20 for, com- for compost. For compost. Yeah. Um, now we still dump them, you know, on our property and we turn them into compost. Yeah. So, you know, just different, different ideas you get when you're, uh, yeah. In the right spots. Yeah. Did you have any mentors or anyone in the industry along the way to um, um, help you from like a business side of it? And, and uh, oh, yeah. you know, like what, like pros and cons and you should try this or try that or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I built my office, uh, we built two offices side by side. And there's a guy in the next door office, A&S Wong at Landcare. He's around Richmond, too. Uh, I met him while I was working in Southern States. He used to come in. And he knew I was cutting grass on the side. And he used to say, you know, don't be cheap. Always make sure your prices are high. <laughs> oh, he, was, he got that set in your head right from day one. He got right that set in my one. head when I was 18, 19 years old from day one. Yeah. You know, he'd always, hey, if you got a question, call me. Because he didn't want you undercutting yeah. him. That's why. <laughs> and then I asked him one day, I'm like, well, how did you run to do all this? He goes, well, I followed around the luxury lawns, which is another big lawn care company. On there the you go. I called him and said, hey, look, you know, I don't want to undercut. I don't want to be the cheap guy, but, you know, I've got questions. Like, how do you do this? Or what do you charge for this? Or how do you do it? He goes, he was more happy to help me. So that's why, you know, till he turned a favor, I found somebody yeah. that was in my spot and I wanted to help the favor. That's good. That's, man, it's been passed down. And you're doing the same thing for for other, for oh, myself fine. and other folks that you meet too. Like, so that that's, that's what we should be doing. That's the goal Correct. right there. Yeah. Like seeing, you know, s- some young buck, you know, that's like getting after it and you're like, Hey, <laughs> let's talk, you know, yeah, okay. or, or, or they come up to you sometimes and you're like, Hey, yeah, let's talk, you know, like, thank you for asking because we got to do it the right way. Otherwise we're all going to fail eventually. You Correct. know, we don't yeah. want to drive the market down. We want to raise it up so we can all benefit. Yeah. So that's cool, man. It's like generation after generation, just trying to help everyone figure it out. Yeah. That's awesome. Because yeah, when you discount a job to somebody, the first spot you discount is your profit. Yeah. You know, unless you start cutting corners on those jobs, which, you know, I'm against, and I know a lot of other guys are against, they want to do quality work because that's how they get more and more jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, just don't discount it. Stick to your guns. Stick to what you know and stick to your prices. Yeah. Especially right now. I mean, it's a contractor's market out there. I mean, no contractor should be begging for work right now. I mean, there's so many jobs, there's so much work, people looking to get done that people yeah. just can't get to. Yeah. So you guys share this office? You get, you, you, you uh, how yeah. did that happen? We just both needed a bigger spot. And, you know, when I found the land, it was probably a little bit too big for me at the point I was in. Yeah. And he was at the same spot. And so we're like, well, you know, we can build one office and put a wall down the middle to divide it into two suites. And that's what we did. That's what we are now. Nice, nice. Does he have an apartment on the other side? He does. It's not as nice as this one. Um, (laughs) He doesn't stay here as much as we do. Um, So, I mean, we kind of stay here a little bit more often. It's just easier. Yeah. You know, especially this time of year when you're working late and you got to be back early. Yeah. Um, I noticed too on the weekends, you know, that Saturday morning when you got to wake up and drive to the office 20 minutes, Mm. it's rough. But when you wake up and you're at the office, you can get... Just 10, ten more it. things done in the morning than you can normally. So. Yeah, yeah. So are you guys are you guys technically competitors, like direct competitors? I know he doesn't do like, we lands, are. like all the hardscaping stuff, but he does a lot yeah. of maintenance, obviously, right? Yeah, we are on the maintenance side. It's actually funny. Back probably about 10, 12 years ago, I was out at a bar drinking with some friends, and one of my buddies brought up the subject that he had somebody cutting his grass. And, you know, he didn't say any names. We were going back and forth. And I was like, man, my guys drive right by your house. Every every week to cut 
a house down the street from here. I was like, why don't you tell me you got something? I can cut it cheaper. And he's like, well, I'm paying, you know, $60 a cut. And I'm like, shoot, I'll do it for 55 He's like, really? He got all excited. I was like, yeah. I was like, but who's cutting your grass now? He goes, oh, this guy named Scott with a and I'm like, oh, not happening. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, Scott's a friend of mine. I was like, I can't do that to him. I was yeah. like, you know, just respectful. And he's like, man, you had me excited too. I thought I was going to discount. Well, the next day I called Scott and was like, you know, you cost me a long cut. I went through the whole store and he actually laughed about it. He was like, that's pretty cool. Oh, man. He was yeah. like, you know. Not many guys would do that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like there's no point in, you know, cutting your comp- competitor out. Yeah. You know, help each other. That, that's exactly like the, what I was saying in the beginning of this episode where people would try and where people would contact me or come up to me to, to probably try and do that, see if they can get, you know, five bucks or whatever yeah. cheaper, you know, and I'm like, whoa, time out. I, I know who's taking care of your lawn. I'm not going to be that guy. Like, yeah. like, no, you know, and, and I'm going to, you know, partner with you guys, you know, tell you about it, whatever. Like I'm all about trying to do the right thing so that's that's cool that's what it's all about if we could all just keep doing that then that would that would be better for everyone like i said so um well cool so before we go into the pod decks uh and and start wrapping things up um what's the future of your business uh look like what what are some future goals obviously you're already outgrowing this place you said yeah we're actually looking for another property close by now to have in addition to this Yeah, yeah we want like a lay down yard um, the dumpster business is growing. That's currently renting space from another property to keep the extra dumpsters at. Um, the hardscaping side is constantly growing. And with the shortages of materials and stuff, we're having to order more and more ahead of time. So when the jobs come up, we'll be able to do them. So we, if we can get, you know, one or two acre yard, that's a lay down yard where we can stock material at, stock the dumpsters at, you know, maybe keep two or three of the trucks over there and then you know, all the maintenance crews come running out of this office, do something along those lines to be able to keep both of them without having to move totally. Because mm-hmm. I really do like the location I'm in. I mean, there's a nice yeah, skating this... rink down the street, a brewery down the street. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else could you ask for? Yeah, it is yeah. nice. It is a nice spot. It's tucked away off the main road here. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's, it's nice for sure. Sweet setup. You kind of just do your own thing. Um, and there's, you know, a couple of quote unquote competitors that, you know, around too, but it's, you know, if you, if everyone's cool with each other, you can help each other out, yeah. you know, like, Hey man, ask somebody for this or that. And you guys help each other out. So to me, that's what it's all about. So yeah. I, I think this is, this is, this is a great spot. So what, what are some parting words you, you would have like some advice for anyone starting out or maybe they're struggling, you know, that they started, but they're a couple years in, they're just kind of struggling. Uh, what, what, what could you offer them advice wise? Um, reach out to a bigger competitor in the neighborhood. Reach out to somebody, just tell them what you're doing and say, look, you know, I'm just trying to wrong. I'm not trying to undercut you. I'm not trying to steal business. I just want to wrong. And, you know, just do it that way. You know, or even work for a competitor for a few years or wrong, wrong the tricks of the trade. Um, just things like that, you know. I, one of the things I've learned in the last couple of years, um, whenever I walk onto a property for an estimate for maintenance, the first two questions I ask, who's maintaining your property now and what are your issues? If it says somebody I know, you know, I've try to listen to find out what the issues are. I politely tell them, look, you know, I don't think my company is going to be a good fit for you. Um, and I don't tell them that I know the competitor or know the person who's cutting along now. I kind of, kind of keep that a secret sometimes depending, you know, the vibe I get from the homeowner. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I leave, I call them. I say, Hey, look, you know, this customer's calling me. They've got some issues. I don't know if you're not returning their phone calls or if you're too busy to handle them, but I just want you to know, you know, I didn't bid it. 
you know, even though you want me to, that's probably a sign I don't want to, <laughs> uh, you know, and just talk to them, you know, help them out. And sometimes you can help somebody out and and you won't even know it, but you probably made their day just by making a simple phone call like that and saving a customer. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Good advice. Um, one other question I forgot to ask too, when we were talking about everything going on in your setup and all that is, um, obviously I know a lot of answers to these questions, so I'm just <laughs> setting you up for the audience, but, uh, how, how many people do you have working with you and more of a, like an executive staff, right? You're not the only one mm -hmm. running all of these crews and all of this. No, I've got two other managers and an office manager that work. Um, one manager, he focuses on sales and scheduling for what he sells. The other manager is more in the field, supervising the guys, making sure everything's getting put in the ground. And he helps with sales when we're swamped or he's slow or vice versa. You know, mm -hmm. he's kind of a go-to and having two managers that you can really depend on is a lifesaver. Cause I, yeah. you know, I would go crazy trying to go every which way without those two guys. And even my office manager, you know, when she's handling everything in the office, I know I can leave and go handle something out in the field and I'm not needed for three, four hours. That's a huge help on me as well. Yeah. So just having good people in the right spots. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, one little ad lib bonus question here. I know last year was crazy for you, me, and probably everybody listening to this from a, a staffing labor pers uh, perspective. Our country just, I don't know what happened. Everyone just decided to not work. That's a whole nother rabbit hole. But aside from last year, you clearly you have a lot of people and you have successful people and management, all that. Like what, what's, what are some things that has worked for you to in the past to, to get those kind of people that maybe can help people in the future to try and get to that level? Just take care of them. You know, everybody's got needs. Everybody's got issues. Um, we had one guy that quit last year, go to work for somebody else. He came right back. So, I mean, you know, as long as you're good to them, they're going to be good to you. And if you are good to them, if they're not good to you, you don't need them. You know, you want somebody that, you know, has your back just as much as you have theirs, mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, they, my guys know that when Friday rolls around, they can depend on a paycheck. It's coming. No matter what's going on, they're going to have hours, busy time. They know they're going to be guaranteed overtime no matter what. Um, so it helps, you know. I, I know a couple of them have come to me saying that my other employer didn't pay me, and they're worried that, you know, they wouldn't get paid on Friday. Mm. You know, so you just got to build trust in them and treat them good. We do employee appreciation days throughout the year. Last year in August, we did a big one at the office where we smoked ribs for them. We had a big cookout. We brought everybody back. Um, you know, we gave them beers, even though, you know, I'm not big about drinking on the clock or drinking around the office. But, you know, everybody was worn out. It had been a stressful year. I was like, let's see, them. Same thing with the Christmas party every year. Um, we always take them to Thunderbolt or Lightning Bolt carts. It's a go-karting place that's indoors, you know. And that's fun because the guys get competitive with each other. You know, you find out who can drive and who can't drive and who you want driving your trucks and who you don't want driving your trucks. Um, yeah. And you also, you know, you just have a good time with them. I can't tell you how many of them, they spin each other out into the wall and they laugh about it the whole yeah. time. So, yeah, I mean, and then they talk about it at work the next yeah, day. Yeah, they talk about it. They have a good time. Yeah. yeah, you have awards for whoever got first, second, third, you give them gift cards and then, yeah. you know, they love it. You know, yeah. They come back for more. I've always wanted to do stuff like that, but one of the challenges that, that I would like you to speak on is uh, it's one thing when you have like a whole crew or team and things like that but like like um let me how do i phrase all this like i feel like the bigger the company you are it's easier to look professional and be professional um obviously you can totally mess that up no matter how big you are you can still not pay your guys and not have stuff you know not have payroll and not you know you can still be a mess 
But what I mean is when you're just one guy in a truck, you know, at a storage and you've got like one or two part timers or something, you know, it's the perception there is like, oh yeah, are, are you going to just pay me cash? Like, you know, can I like, like, it, it, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It seems like a mu much more unprofessional, no matter how professional you try to be, because there's not that like big location, like I'm at a real company, quote unquote, real company vibe. And it's like, how do you overcome that? Do you have any tips like for that kind of stuff or for folks out there, even myself? I mean, it's, it's different for everybody. Every company is different. You know, it's just, it's just how you do it with the employees, you know. If you got one employee, treat him like gold, you know. Make sure he's the right one. Don't treat the wrong employee like gold, <laughs> yeah. but treat the right one. You get somebody that, you know, stays late to fix the equipment or says, hey, you know, the mower's not working, it's not starting, you know, he stays there and helps you. You know, stuff like that. Just make him feel appreciated at the end, whether you have one employee or 20. I mean, just, just make him feel wanted or happy to come to work, you know. Nobody's going to do good work if they're unwanted or unhappy, and that's what we try to strive to do is you know make everybody feel like they're the best employee and it's helped yeah you know, even back in the day when it was just me and one other guy cutting grass like, yeah you know? yeah well that's the thing i always try to like i guess maybe partially from my professional retail management background i just have that kind of ingrained in me to always be professional no matter what so i i've gotten a lot of comments from past part-time employees about how professional and clean and organized or whatever terms they use that I yep. seem to be compared to all the people that they worked yep. for before, whether they be a multiple crew company or some solo guy in a truck that just needs some day labor here and there. Regardless, like I said, it doesn't, you could be big and still be a hot mess, Correct. but the, the perception is if you're just a guy in a truck, it's like, you're just a guy in a truck and you're not like a quote unquote real company or whatever. But I have gotten a lot of comments that I, you know, people have worked for those situations and I'm over here like, you know, with like real paychecks and direct yeah. deposit and, you know, uniforms and keeping the equipment clean and organized and, and working, you know, you pull on the cord and it starts in a hundred degree day and you're now over there like, wait, you know, kicking yourself with the equipment doesn't work and you're already hot and tired and all that. I mean, I've gotten lots of comments about that kind of stuff. And I just always thought that that was the way you're, that, that everyone else did it. Like that's oh, yeah. what you're supposed to do. Like, I don't understand, but apparently that just wasn't, that's not as common as, as I thought. So, um, I guess, you know, those are just all some good tips for folks that are, are trying to go through that transition. Cause I have people that ask me that too. They DM me or, or comment, you know, or email me even asking those kind of questions. You know, it's a hard transition to go from being one guy in a truck and now you're trying to hire part-time employees. And it's like, what does that even look like? Yeah. And, you know, it's a whole nother thing. A lot of guys probably do it wrong and, you know, they don't even make them an official employee and they're just giving them cash and all this stuff. Yeah, and that just contributes somebody cash. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, for so many reasons, right. Yeah. But, it, but even just from a professionalism standpoint, that that's, you know, that just shows that you're unprofessional right there, that you're paying them cash yeah. and all that, you know, it's like, but, uh, just, I know that, 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 that's a common hurdle, I think, to get over for folks. Um, oh yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a hard one. I mean, even when I was younger and, you know, I was working in some states, I had to have somebody around that I could trust to go out and cut grass when I had to still be at work in my full-time job. And, you know, it, it's always a challenge. I mean, it still is a challenge now to make sure we have enough drivers, make sure we have enough people, especially where the labor market is right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's scary, the market. A lot of times, you know, we're kind of holding back on growing much more we're good with what we have. We're full. <laughs> so, you know, we don't we don't want to overstep our leech where we sign up for stuff we can't get to. Mm. Being a small guy, 
you know, I think that's one of the big things that hurts those guys. You know, they, they promise the word, but they don't deliver the word. Yeah. You know, they need to deliver what they promise. And, you know, if one of their guys is just worn out, it's like, hey, man, I need a day off. Like, you know, can we push a project off or something? Do that. Listen to your guys and, you know, let them help you out. Because help, if you help them out, they'll help you out. Yeah. That's the way I always thought about it. That's the way it's always worked. And what yeah. you got to do. Yeah. Well, thanks for thanks for sharing your story with everybody here. I appreciate it. Um, I know it's been a long week and a long day for for both of us here. So again, definitely appreciate it. But I can't let you go without um, <laughs> without uh, giving giving going through the old pod decks here. Oh, yeah. Let me give him a shuffle. There we go. Let me try one more time. That was that was a good one there. there you go. <laughs> All right. All right, so let's go ahead. You go ahead, pick a card, any card. Everybody always goes in the middle. Yeah, that looks like a good one. <laughs> Who'd play you in a movie? <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's a probably a hard one. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, like Adam Sandler or somebody funny. Like, nice. You know? I like that one. I, I, I can see a little resemblance. Yeah, too. somebody who likes to make people laugh. There yeah. you go. There you go. So, you're a jokester, you're a funny guy. Uh, you like you to, know, I mean, I, like I know the, you are, but I mean, like around the shop and everything, you like to oh, yeah. keep it light. Yeah, I like to lighten the mood. <laughs> I've been known to have some funny t shirts walking into the shop on days off or even, you know, when days aren't formal and yeah, yeah. Back. yeah, you're not going out to do quotes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially in the summertime, you know? Yeah. I, I got could, a few tank tops that are probably not appropriate for around the office. <laughs> well, in the shop to be to lighten the mood for everybody. Oh um, man, what is that? Uh, NSW, not safe for work, or yeah. NSFW? Uh, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can see that. Oh man, you know, let's pull another one. <laughs> What's your favorite gadget? Oh man, I got too many of them. <laughs> You're a gadget guy. Oh yeah. Um, probably my favorite one is my orange crush machine. Uh, You've got an orange crush machine? Yeah. I, I oh. found it on Amazon. Uh, nice. And, I mean, what better way to end a hot day after cutting grass all day than to come home and make an orange crush? So, <laughs> seriously, man. Oh, man. I'm going to have to stop by here and give me some fresh meat uh, orange crush. We even have a plate full when we go uh, out on the boat. We'll bring it with us and, you know, everybody come up like, man, you got the orange crush machine? I want an orange crush today. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I love me some orange crush. That is... That's that's epic right there. Speaking of the speaking of the boats, that's that's a uh, we'll pretend you pull we'll pull that out the pod deck card. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I would vicariously live through your Instagram stories when I would you know you'd be over the summer you know you'd just start somewhere you start yeah. here you know and yep. you'd end up somewhere else on your boat you'd be in North Carolina or start yeah. South Carolina yeah. somewhere so I'm like man you'd load up the boat with all your friends if you'd be having a good old time and just yeah. uh, man so what uh, how long has that been a thing how long have you had a boat. Uh, about three years now we've had it. Um, last year was the first year we did the intercoastal for a long weekend. It was me and two other guys. Uh, they're all friends. You know, we started started in Virginia and we went all the way down to Wilmington by the intercoastal. Wow. That was cool. We got to see, you know, you see a different part of the country that you, you can't see any other way. I exactly. Mean, going down the intercoastal, there was a 10 mile strip where it was, the water was probably 40 feet wide and it was just a channel. You'd go down every now and then you'd pass a boat, but there was nothing around you. Hmm. You know, I mean, stuff like that you can't see by a car. So that yeah. was pretty cool. And, yeah. you know, we like to go out, especially after, I mean, you, you guys know how it is when you're out cutting grass in the sun all week. 
you know, you want to cool off on the weekends. What better way just to soak in a body of water on a weekend with yeah. a bunch of people and hang out and have a good time and forget about the stresses of work or forget about, you know, somebody yelling at you because you didn't cut your grass. Oh, last man. Week. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. Yeah. That's what we enjoy. And I know some of my Instagram stories probably get a little PG 13. <laughs> I probably need to watch those for the upcoming years. Uh, but, you know, it's just fun. Yeah. No, it's all good, man. And, um, and you just recently got married too, yep. right? Congratulations. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Are you still, are, is it, is it still within a year? Yep, December sixth we got. Oh married. man, yeah, yeah you get, oh yeah, that's, in, that's yeah. all. Few, you guys are super newlyweds. How's yeah. that? How's that going? It's going good. I mean, yeah. you know, she's she's been a part of my life with the business, and you know, she helps me on weekends. You've probably seen her on the Instagram stories, mm-hmm. running equipment or doing stuff or driving a truck. Uh, last year we were short on plow driver. She jumped in a truck and wanted to plow. So you know, nice. She supports me. As, she supports my business as much as I do. Some days, yeah, it's great to have her around. That's definitely a good thing to have for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's pick one more card for the road here. (laughs) (laughs) What is the trait you most deploy in yourself? Oh, man. Jeez. (laughs) I don't know. Probably honesty. Does that count as one? Honesty? Does that count as one or no? Are you like honest to a fault? Is that what it is? Like you're too honest? Yeah, probably too honest to people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 like you just say it how it is and, people, yeah. and you like hurt people's feelings. Is that what it Sometimes, is? Sometimes. <laughs> no, I've had people ask me about, you know, a patio pattern or a design or a paver color. And, and you're like, like yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it won't match your house. You really don't want that. Let me get you a color you like. Oh, no. And nine upset. times out of ten, you know, they're upset with me to begin. And then they see it and they're like, oh, yeah, you were definitely like, this looks way better. Yeah. So, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Ah. It is what it is. It's better to be honest than to be dishonest, right? Just, Correct. Just get it out the way and, and yeah. lay it all out there. But I, I, I see that. A little bedside manner sometimes comes comes in handy, I guess, oh, yeah. depending <laughs> on what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for, uh, uh, once again, thank you for taking the time uh, and sharing your story. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate um, our friendship. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and And I look forward to watching your your company continue to grow and outgrow and and all of the advice that you've given me and everyone on instagram so if anyone wants to anyone that doesn't know where you on instagram and wants to follow you what's what's your instagram channel it's kenny uh kenny underscore oreo like the cookie o-r-e-o it's my nickname forever made in the instagram handle nice sounds good all right well thank you guys for listening and thank you for the toro company sponsoring the lcr media podcast as always I will see you guys in the next episode. This is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.